Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I am Dory Shafrier. And we are not experts. We are not. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. But please remember... As mentioned, we are podcast hosts. We're not experts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you would like to reach us, our voicemail and text number is 781-591-0390. You can still send us eggplant emojis, by the way. That hasn't stopped. Just FYI, Uh, still love an eggplant. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And please do visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and join the Forever35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Forever35Podcast. The password is serums, and you can sign up for our newsletter at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter. Also, you can check out our Shop My Shelf. Um, that is at shopmy.us slash forever35. And while we're here, let's while just remind here. everyone about our amazing collab with Balance Bound. Even my kids are into it. They like found it's it in my house and they were like, so I want cute. This. It's <laughs> so cute. Like, they were like Dory's Hotel. What's that? Are you Kate H? That you're Kate H. Spencer for horse, right? Like they were reading all these things. Oh my god! I had to be like, oh yeah, my job is pretending to pretending hotels with Dory. Like <laughs> my kids must be like, what does my mom do? That's so funny. Um, yeah, and when you get your order, please tag us, and we oh my will god, add Gramet. you. 
please gram, gram it hard gram it hard um we're already getting some grams by the way we are. okay all right i'll yeah. go on over to the grams let's see um this it's just everything is so cute it's just really so great cute. and usable that's the best part you can really use yes it. everything is usable all right now let's tell everybody about our other link share today okay I'm also very excited about this. Um, we are in the exploratory phase of planning a trip with Forever 35 listeners. And we're doing it with Trova Trip, which is a company that does like plans all the logistics for these trips. They know what they're doing. They've planned hundreds of these trips and we are, when I say exploratory phase, that means we are surveying everyone, which means you, to find out where do you want to go? How long do you want to go for? How much do you want to spend? What do you want to do on the trip? Like, do you want to just chill and lie on a beach? Or do you want to be like backpacking and hiking and like repelling? But like, spoiler alert, we've already kind of determined we're not going to be repelling this if we do this for the first time. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you <laughs> offer that up, but you and I have privately discussed. Yes. We're not really in a repelling funny. mood. It would be funny if people wanted like a high adventure trip. I would <laughs> love to do a Forever 35 backpacking trip. Like I am, I would be down for that sometime, but not this first time. Not this, this first, first time, time. I think we need to just yeah. decompress together we as a little, to just little group. to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we will... Link to that in the show notes. So please fill out that survey. It really helps us figure out what trip to plan. Honestly. Should we do this? Which we want to do. Should we do this? Um, Kate, Ugh. today was today was a big day for you in the in the Spencer King household. Today was the start of school here in the greater Los Angeles County area. We went back to school and I have to tell you, it is just a roller coaster of emotions and energy. I mean, it's, it's intense too, because we were just coming off of like a very chill kind of month where my kids really got intimate with their iPads in terms of what they were up to. They were basically just swimming and on screens for a month or, you know, a few weeks. So the shift to then being like, sorry, no more screens anymore. You know, that's, that's a lot for Mm -hmm. them. You know, that kind of the end of summer break this for any of us. We, I think we all feel it. I used to get so depressed as summer transitioned to fall and we had to head back to school. I mean, I I still kind of feel that way sometimes. Um, So yes, my children headed back to school. I just want to give a shout out to all the teachers and school administrators and people who educators, just all of you out there who are kicking back in, even though I know your job never truly slows down. Mm. We are so grateful for you. You are the heroes of our lives. Kate, how does it feel for you? Mm -hmm. How does it feel for you as like a mom going through this right now? Well, I have a sixth grader and that's really intense. And you know what? And I, it's intense in that it, I don't, I think with middle school, and I think for anything our kids go through, and I've talked to my therapist about this a lot, is how do we not come at it with our own baggage? You know, like I come mm-hmm. at my children, like they're, like I found puberty and adolescence to be extremely traumatizing for a variety of reasons. And I think what have, I think, I, I think what I've had to work on as a parent is, a, is not just assuming that that's how my kids are going to experience it too. Right. Now, that might make me self-centered. This might be the general human experience. I don't know, but I uh, I have to remind myself that my middle school experience or any life experience is not going to be theirs. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is like one of the hardest things in general as a parent. It is really hard. And I, I don't feel like this is something I've, I, I hear discussed a lot when it comes to parenting, you know, and, and, and raising kids or even, I think even being kid adjacent, not necessarily having your own kids, but seeing other kids grow up, you know, kids who are part of your lives in other ways. Like 
it's impossible, I think, not to be taken back to our own experiences as humans. And, you know, I found middle school really tough. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was really hard. And I know that's mm-hmm. like part of the course. Like, find me the person who's like, I loved middle school. I don't think they're out there. Like, is there one? Are you out there? Because, mm. I don't know. I, 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 did, I did not love middle school. I, I didn't go like my, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but my elementary school was K through eight. So I, I didn't have oh. the, the typical middle mm-hmm. school experience. Um, it, and it was public school, but that's just how my town did school. Like you went straight from elementary school to high school. Um, so it was weird because we were dealing with like all the same middle school, stuff but with the same 50 kids we had been with since oh that's so small (laughs) my goodness yeah so it it was it was interesting but i mean it still sucked (laughs) don't get me yeah no no nothing i mean i (sighs) i had a very really kind of tough fifth grade year and i ended up going to a very small all girls private school for sixth grade and we had 11 people in our entire grade which was I mean, it was, it's changed my life and really was saved me in a lot of ways, but middle school was still extremely hard. So I, you know, you just have to kind of like hope, you know, you hope you've endowed them with all the tools for them to navigate the hard things and Mm -hmm. hope you've communicated enough that you're here for them in the ways that you want to be. And, you know, Mm. and then like, you're also just like looking at these middle schoolers and they're like so grown up and. I've become like the embarrassing parent who doesn't know technology. Like it's just like all of a sudden all this stuff happens. All Ugh. this stuff happens all of a sudden. It's crazy. All of a sudden. So I don't know, you know, I'm happy. My kids have, we, I'm grateful for their teachers and their friends. And I feel like we're in a good space and I'm trying to just focus on that and not project my anxiety onto them, but buckle up. Because if you have kids and you haven't gone through this yet, holy smokes, it's wacky. It's wacky. It's like any milestone, you know? Like you're just like, what the fuck? My child's going to preschool? It's just that over and over Mm -hmm. again throughout your life. So that's where I'm at over here. But I would like to shift gears a little bit and hear about how your meal planning is going. Because I have to tell you, I've hit a wall here Anthony is in production. He He's a, a TV show writer, uh, in case people don't know who I'm talking about, my husband. And he's working till like 11 o'clock every night or later. And so I've been in charge of dinners for a while. And I, I recently told him, like, I find cooking for our family demoralizing because, like, shit gets rejected. I put so much energy into it. I hate it. I'm so sick of it. And I told him, the second you get done with this job, like, I'm out. You're on, you're on kitchen duty five days a week, my friend. So how you, I know, have been kind of revisiting meal planning with your family unit, Dory. How yeah, is that so, going? Well, I just want to just want to kind of back up and say okay. that toot, toot. <laughs> we have been talking a lot about mental load and kind of household division mm. of labor on my in my newsletter. Um. And I interviewed a woman named Mary Catherine Starr, who does the Instagram Mom Life Comics. I won't go into the whole thing, but she she talks a lot about all of these things, emotional labor, mental load, etc. And so this has led to some very interesting conversations. And one thing that I've been thinking about, and I feel like it was a commenter who was talking about this, although... I don't remember exactly, but one of the things was like, kind of like invite, if you have a partner and you feel like they need to take on more of the mental load, like sort of like invite them in to help you come up with a solution. So I said to Matt yesterday, I was like, I would really like us to sit down for 10 minutes once a week and just plan the meals for the week. And he was like... Okay. He's like, well, I can do that right now. Oh my God. And he's like, I'm just going to do every day. It'll be like every day will be a sort of a pun. Um, like Taco and he's Tuesday. Like, exactly. So he said, Mushroom okay, Monday, 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 Bun Day. So Dory. something 
like a burger right. on a bun. <laughs> Monday, like, Monday. That's really Monday, good. Monday. Okay, that's really good. Okay. Taco Tuesday, because obviously. Uh, Wednesday, Prince Spaghetti Day. So something pasta related. Oh Thursday, my God, wait. Wednesday, Prince Wednesday, like of Daniel Tiger? <laughs> Prince, I don't, I don't think it was a Daniel Tiger reference because we don't watch okay. Daniel Tiger. Okay. Um, Thursday, Hello Fresh. Okay. Friday is Friday. So something fried. <laughs> Saturday, pizza. Yeah. Always. And then Sunday. So I think because I usually do get two HelloFresh meals a week. So what I can either do is I can either make one of them for my lunches, which I think I might do, or I can make one of them on Sunday. Um, but what usually ends, but he thinks Sunday should be soup, stew, or sushi. Sunday is either soup, stew, or sushi. Could it be just a rotation? Yeah. Okay. But I was like, I actually kind of like this plan. Okay. Right. I know. I was like, oh, all right. Great. That sounds like, that sounds good. Like we can just, and then he was like, this morning, he was like, remember when I made those portobello mushroom burgers? And I was like, yes, I do. He's like, so, you know, I think I started the meal planning and the cooking just as like my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to bring Matt on board in a way that feels, like I want him to have some um, ownership over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also um, be like a little more invested in it because like the way it is now, I feel like I just plan everything. And then I just like, I'm like, here's dinner, you know? Yes. Um, yep. Oh, I know. I know. So, I you know, Kate, feel free to steal the puns. Feel free to start I'm Monday, still- Monday. <laughs> Monday Bunday really makes me chuckle. But then explain Wednesday to again. Wednesday Prince Spaghetti Day. You see how I tried to make the Prince Wednesday connection, but where did this one come from? Wednesday was, I think that was their slogan. Do you remember Prince Pasta? Yes, Prince Pasta I can remember. And their slogan was Wednesday's Prince Spaghetti Day. Okay. Generations of Americans still recall the company's memorable slogan, Wednesday's Prince Spaghetti Day. Wow. I never, <laughs> never have heard that in my life. <sighs> but that works. That's perfect. Yeah. So, you know, going to see how that goes and I'll report back. Now, is he taking over like the cooking of everything or? No. Okay. But I think we could, like, I th- I think, I think we will figure that out. Like, you know, I'm going to, after I'm, after we're done, I'm going to go check in with him about Monday, Monday. Got see it. where his head's at. Monday, Monday. I can't Bunday. wait to hear what the first <laughs> meal of Monday, Monday is. There are so many good, ver- like things that either are, are bun meals. I mean, there's just... There's a lot you can do with totally. that. Totally. Well, and here's the other thing is like I don't eat red meat. Um, and so that, you know, I think he would prefer a little more red meat on the menu, but like mm. we're gonna kind of try to see how we can come up with some things that are that are, you know, amenable to both of us that isn't just like the same like sauteed chicken breast. Oh god, I love that chicken Although, breast. Sidebar, and maybe I'll do this for Friday, Friday, but I feel like I have perfected the cooking of a breaded chicken breast. You're doing a an egg, a flour, or a flour, an egg, and then like a panko? Flour, egg, and then panko with Italian seasoning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. salt, and pepper. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm... I'm browning them in a pan and then I'm putting them in the oven. Don't say it. You do a brown and then a bake. That's that. I always, that throws me off whenever you're supposed to brown first. I'm just like, can I just put it, can I just bake it? So you give it a little bit of a crispy crunch. I mean, yes, you can, but I love the crispy crunch. And you have to, I mean, you have to be, you have to be like very um, vigilant because you, you know, the, 
the kiss of death with chicken breasts is overcooking them. Like there's nothing worse than a dry chicken breast. So, you know, I was really checking on, and you need a meat thermometer. If you don't have a meat thermometer, forget this plan. But if you do and you cook it to exactly 165, you will have the most delicious chicken breasts, crunchy on the outside, a little salty with that Italian seasoning and then nice and juicy on the inside. Is this a recipe that you've kind of made up or do you have one that you can, that we can follow that you can um, um, email to me so I can make this? <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so what happened was I had been using a recipe for chicken parm that was baked. Yum. And, and I was like, this is good, but like, I'm, I'm missing the crispy. I want the crispy outside. So then I started browning on my own and adapted the recipe a little bit. I see. You're an innovator. Okay. Look, I'm an innovator. What can I say? But I will write something up for you and send it to you, Kate, just for you. I would love that. And while we're talking about a chicken breast, I did just want to shout out the website, Give Me Some Oven, because their baked chicken breast recipe is a go-to and it involves brining, which I had never done until I read this, this, um, Mm. this recipe. I will make sure to link to it because it's it's a it's a classic that if you eat chicken, I feel like is easy to add to your rotation. Okay. Well, Kate, let's take a break. Okay, Dory. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events there's weddings there's nights out it's vacations i mean like all the things happening in summer and what i love is that honey love has just the right thing for all those events feel comfortable and confident this summer with honey love's best selling superpower short the superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like 
I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever 35. Okay, we're back with a text. Hi, Kat and Dor. How did you decide on your kids' names? 34 weeks and zero ideas. Help. How did you decide on Henry? We had a list that we would talk about Mm -hmm. going into birth, going into going into the hospital, we had narrowed it down to Henry or Jack, and then we were going to just see like how he came out. And we were both like, he's a Henry. Oh, like there wasn't, it, there wasn't like even a question. Really? So yeah, he was such a Henry. And like, oh, I think Henry. he remains, he, he remains a Henry. Wow. Okay. I love that. I, you, I just, I just liked my de- for oldest daughter's name is Eleanor, and I just liked that name. 
And there was a uh, person who used to check me in at my old yoga studio whose name was Eleanor. And I was like, that's such a great name. I want to name my kid that if I ever have a kid. And then I, when we got pregnant, I got pregnant. Anthony was just along for the ride. Uh, I was like, how about Eleanor? And he was like, done. Great. So that was it. And then with my second, Lydia, we were going to name her Jane. And then Mm. I just like, I really liked the name Lydia. Then I suggested that and he also liked it. And so that's where we landed. But she was Jane for a while. I mean, like when she was in utero, she was Jane and she's not a Jane. Like, and we talk about this at home. Like it would be so weird if she was Jane. She just, I love the name Jane, but that's, that's not her. That's not her. You have it. And, and people are always, you know, it's, Lydia has come back to bite us in the ass a little bit because uh, Anthony did write Beetlejuice the musical and some main characters (laughs) named Lydia. And at the time, I said to him, people are going to think we're choosing the name because of Beetlejuice. He was like, no, 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 we don't have to worry about that. And now, of course, people are like, is she Lydia because of of Beetlejuice? Oh, my gosh. And Eleanor is not Eleanor for any reason other than we just, they're just names we liked. There's no big family connection. Their middle names are where we have like kind of family references. But I just liked the names. And luckily, we agreed because there are many names that we did not agree on. Right. Like, I still want a child named Harriet, but I couldn't get him on board. Oh, that's a cute name. Mm -hmm. Harriet, Mm -hmm. right? It's the best. Yeah, it's a cute name. Yeah. It's a cute name. <sighs> it's fun to name things, you know? Even if mm-hmm. it's not a child, an, a pet, an object. I don't know. I like to come up with names. <laughs> okay. Here's a different, uh, uh, different, different, very different. I can't talk. Here is uh, an email about a different topic, Dory. Uh, this listener wrote to us. I bought a $20 Oh, wait, excuse me. They said, listen to the recent hat episode and had to tell you my insane story. I bought a $20 straw hat on Amazon that my BFF, who also listens to this pod, recommended. I took my daughter camping on the ocean and wore the hat all week, and I felt like it was kind of irritating tight on the top of one of my ears, but I kept wearing it. By the last day, the cartilage of my ear was killing me. When I got home, I went to the doctor and I had an infection in the cartilage of my ear. Whoops, probably caused by a tiny splinter from the straw. They put me on an antibiotic, and after two doses of it, I woke up in the night and felt weird. So I woke up my husband, and then I passed out. When I came to, I'd lost my vision, and my arms were numb. He called 911, and I ended up going to the ER. It turns out that a medication I had recently started for anxiety interacted with the antibiotic and caused an irregular heartbeat. I'm all better now, but I just had to tell you that wild story that all happened because of my stupid cheap straw hat from Amazon, which my daughter told me looked ridiculous anyway, and which will probably end up costing me thousands thanks to all the medical bills. So you gave that hat like a one star review (laughs) is my guess. This is, talk about a freak accident. This is one of those things where like, what? But this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine a splinter from the straw hat on the ear? An ear splinter. Leading to an infection. Ugh. (sighs) Not worth it. It's not worth not worth the hat. No, not I would like to know which hat. (laughs) (sighs) All right. You want to read this email, Tori? I would love to. Okay. Hi, Cat and Door. Hope you enjoyed your July vacations. Hot tip for getting rid of a large slash deep pimple. I recently had a pimple directly next to my right eye. For a while, I thought I was getting a new mole because it developed so slowly. One day I woke up and it was large, painful, red, and my eye was swollen half shut. I proceeded to alternate hot compresses and on-the-spot acne meds, but the ultimate trick to getting rid of it was honey. Yep, just plain old honey did the job. I put honey on it a few times a day and it dried that sucker out. Wow. Okay. Uh, Totally switching gears, but recently you were talking about families having birthdays clustered together. This is a thing because birthdays are not evenly distributed throughout the year. I worked in OBGYN research for many years and there are certain times of year with with tons of babies. End of October slash start of November are all those Valentine's Day babies. 
end of August and early September are Christmas slash New Year's babies. January statistically has the lowest B-days. Also, many, many babies are born nine-ish months after a couple's anniversary or a spouse's B-day. I've tested this on many friends, and it works out more often than you'd think. Okay. Well, I... well, well. Kate, this is what does I'm this still ring like, true for you? No. It's, first of all, no. I went and did the math, and I was like, thank God I don't have one of these. I mean, it's all fine if you have a, a baby through what's – the, what's the like proper term about a child that's conceived with sexual intercourse? What do you call that kind of baby? Uh, we now refer to those as spontaneously conceived. Thank you. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I get it. Look, sometimes a holiday just puts you in the mood. Or does oh, it? Yeah, oh. you know what's you know what's funny, Kate is, um, you know, as everyone knows, Henry was an IVF baby, but the tra- the transfer, the embryo transfer for him, I believe, was the day after Matt's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like spontaneous, kind of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I don't. But you, you know, know it's so- my my dad's birthday is two days after Matt's, no. and my birthday's in may i'm just saying wait a second Ew, Hold on. gross wait a second oh wait okay so it adds up so you did yeah. the math have you done the math with your own birth that's what i just said oh. wait that's so it was your dad's birthday ew i know wait. gross and that's my gross. sister's also no may 10th. i know no. i'm sorry oh no my brother and i yeah. are both born in june and july oh no i don't want to do it Again, why gotta, am I such a baby? Like, I understand it. people have sex. I just want everyone to know that Kate is blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm so, like, I'm so, what's the word? Not sheltered, but like, I mean, I literally read books about orcs having sex with humans. It's not that I'm modest in my interests. It's that I still feel like a bashful young lass from outside Boston where nobody talks about sex it's true like no like truly the puritan energy mixed with a bit of catholic (laughs) guilt and shame really has made me into somebody special i'll tell you that wow that was a sexy conversation wait can we circle back to the honey on pimples yes now i went through a phase where i was washing my face with honey, with local honey, manduka, manduka honey, is that the correct word or is that the name of my yoga mat? Manuka honey. Man- manuka. Manuka honey. I was washing my face with manuka honey because I read that somewhere. This is pre-podcast in my early to mid-30s where I was really figuring out what skincare was to me. But I didn't know it was a drying thingamajig. Mm. I, I mean... Who knew? Interesting. Interesting. Also, that's a sticky, very sticky, very sticky. I mean, it does make me wonder, like, whether it would have just gone down anyway, (laughs) right? Like, how much of this is placebo effect? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, who knows? But but um, but this listener is not. They didn't make this up because I did a quick Google of honey on pimple. Come, you know, a lot of things come up. Yes, 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 yes. It helps with the inflammation. Well, I mean, we take honey when we have a sore throat. That's true. That is very true, Kate. Honey is one of those things I just give my kids to like make them stop complaining when they have a cold. Like, here's the honey that'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, you know, doesn't do anything. Ah, oh, well, Dory, let's take a little break because we've got a very long email to read when we get back. All right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows 
all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and, more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Okay. This is a long one. And I looked at it and I was like, is there anything we can cut? But I I don't know if there is. <clears throat> so just stretch your vocal cords. I can start us off. Okay, here's please. Here's the TLDR provided by the listener. How do you cope with a breakup when timing was the main issue? I'm 33 and I've been on and off dating apps from my adult life and have mostly had flings, short flings. I've never had a long-term relationship beyond a year. And in the past, I've felt like this makes me a broken or incapable person. At this point, I'm pretty cynical about love and I'm exhausted with dating. At the same time, I've been in therapy the last couple of years and feel like I'm finally in a good place with myself and I'm ready for a real connection if I can find it. I went back on the apps in May after a year-long break and quickly started chatting with someone I truly got excited about first in a long time. We had so many similarities and compatibilities. The only issue was that he was coming off a separation and going through finalizing a divorce. He was looking to casually date and not really ready for anything serious and not sure when he would be. I've been down this road and seriously considered ending it, but couldn't deny the strong connection we had just chatting. So I decided to keep talking and meet anyway. We quickly found we enjoyed spending time together. I fell hard and fast, emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually. I've never had this kind of chemistry with anyone, and he quickly became my favorite person. I felt him giving the same feelings back to me. I'm a slow mover when it comes to relationships, but this felt different than anything I've ever experienced. Okay, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Basically, everything was perfect. Then the listener writes, we had serious discussions along the way, and I knew his situation might bring an end to it all. I told him I loved him last weekend because, frankly, I just couldn't hold it in. I felt conflicted about it since I knew he couldn't or wouldn't feel comfortable returning it, which is fine, but I also knew he would potentially feel conflicted about where he was at with things. At the end of the day, I had to be true to my feelings, but I also had reiterated multiple times over the course of things that I wanted the best for him and in no rush, would give him space he needs, etc. All very true things. I've just never felt these feelings so viscerally before. Dory, I'm going to pass the mic. Um, things became a bit more complicated on his end with his ex questioning the need for divorce again and wanting desperately to work things out, even though they had decided on this as well as his intentions to not find anything serious. And he told me he felt confused and needed to think about things. We talked on Wednesday and he told me how great I was and that he could easily see the future with me, that he had been incredibly happy spending time with me. 
And that's so much of our time together has been the best he's ever felt. But with that, with time to think, that with time to think, he can't ignore the fact that he can't fall in love right now and that he felt we needed to stop seeing each other. It's not like I didn't see this coming, but I have been feeling utterly destroyed by it. I feel completely heartbroken in a way I've never felt before. My brain is both trying to tell myself to get my shit together and stop being so dramatic. I've only known this person two months after all, that it wasn't real. And it's also trying to hold on to the possibility that there could be something in the future if he resolves his shit. But at this point, I guess I won't even know for sure that he and his ex are finalizing their divorce. We're going to try to work it out. They're talking this weekend and I wasn't expecting to hear any decisions from him so soon. I'm having a hard time coping with it being over before we even got started. I have no ill will towards this person other than wishing we both had been more in tune with our needs slash situation before getting so close. But at the end of the day, he truly made me happy and we had such good times together that I don't regret it. It just makes me sad. Does anyone else have resources or tips on how to cope with heartbreak in this sort of situation? Accepting of any and all words of advice, encouragement, or suggestions for resources slash books slash TV slash movies slash things to occupy times while I'm trying to recover from this. Thanks in advance. Dory, you are really kind of the relationship expert of the two of us. I'm wondering if you have any initial thoughts after reading this story. Well, first of all, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I mean, breakups suck, even if you've only been seeing the person for two months. Like, it just, it's painful yeah. and sad, and you're allowed to mourn. You're, you know what? It, like, you're allowed to mourn the relationship you had, and you're also allowed to mourn the relationship that you thought you could have had. Mm. But with that said, you did not have that relationship. And I, what I, what I'm, what I'm sensing from this message is that yes, you had a lot of great times together, but it was only two months, which is not a long time. And I do think that some of what you I could be totally off base here. I also just want to preface this by saying this is just what I am gleaning from this email. That some of your feelings were sort of projecting something onto him that he maybe was not capable of. I don't think he was ever going to really fully commit to a relationship. He's not divorced. Honestly, to me, it sounds like he's getting back together with his ex. Am I being too harsh? I don't know if you're this being is my, too harsh. This, this is, is my analysis. Take. This is just my analysis of the situation. This is not really addressing her question. This is just my analysis of the situation. Um, but it like, it does, it does. It really sucks. And I, and I also am not, I don't want you to think that I am in any way like dismissing your feelings for him or that it wasn't real or, you know, what have you, but it was two months. It was the honeymoon phase. Like, you didn't know this guy super, super well, and he's going through a divorce. Like, ugh. so, okay. So here's my thought on this with all of this, all of this background analysis. I think, I think what you have here is some really good data. And I say that because I think that when we get into these situations, they're showing us that we are capable of this kind of love and this kind of feeling and this kind of connection with someone. They're showing us like, hey, that part of you that you thought was kind of dead, it's not dead. You can feel that. There are people out there that you can feel this with. And it sucks that it didn't work out. But I think that now you know, like, I want someone like this who's not going through a divorce. Because ultimately, this particular guy is not available to you. And I personally, and I think you know this, I don't think it's worth like waiting around for him because he's going to string you along. There's going to be drama with the ex. And like, ultimately, I don't know. I, I feel like these guys always go back to the ex, but like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, so that's just my analysis of the situation. The, in terms of, advice, encouragement. I mean, I think my encouragement is like, this is data. This is, this is ultimately like, I know it doesn't feel this way right now, but like, this is good. Like you have, you have this capacity for love. It's a beautiful thing. And you're allowed I'm, to wallow. Yeah. And I, I, 
I don't know if there's any sort of like resources, books, TV, movies, things to occupy, occupy your time. I mean, anything will do the trick, but I also think, does anything ever truly distract us when we're grieving the end of a relationship and our heart's been broken? I personally have never found anything. I mean, I did listen to a lot of like, you know, angry music at times when I've been dumped um, or ended a relationship, but I don't know if anything does distract us. And that's just a testament to how strong our feelings were. And I think Dory, you're, I have the same reaction that, Tis better to have loved and lost, you know? Like, I'm so happy yes. for you that you got to be reawakened in this way and realize, one, that you can have these kinds of relationships, and two, that you are worthy of them and that you want them and that you deserve to be loved and received in this way. But also, I think, more than this, because I did yes, just want to flag exactly. something, listener. Look you were really willing to give a lot to this person and you were willing to make a lot of sacrifices, I think, to make this work. And I'm trying to find the exact spot where you said it. Hold my horses. You said you wouldn't, he wouldn't be comfortable returning your feelings and he would feel conflicted and that you reiterated that you wanted what was best for him. You were in no rush. You would give him space. You were making a lot of accommodations when the truth is, ultimately, I think you were in a space to where you should have been received the way that you were giving. Mm-hmm. So even though this was a wonderful part man and you had a wonderful experience, you were willing to make a lot of sacrifices, which look, that's our right to make sacrifices in relationships. And we all do that. But it felt to me in reading that, that I didn't want that for you. I wanted someone to respond with the same level of commitment and feeling. And ultimately, this person is not able to give you that. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong or bad with them. It just means that you are ready for a different kind of love than they were able to give. And I think as hard as it is to remain open to that, just trust that, that you are, you will receive it again and you will receive it in a way that I think is better for you. Amen. And we love you and we're here for you. And I'm sure someone's going to offer up some great, like other tips for heartbreak or TV and movies and that sort of thing. And we welcome them, but we are just here to say, we see you. It fucking sucks. Feel free to grieve as long as you need. And we're sorry that it didn't work out. <sighs> and I think this is a good spot to end this episode. I think we're, we've done our jobs here. I think so too. Patting ourselves on the back. <sighs> you know, hopefully. All right. All well, right. thank you all for trusting us with your messages. We appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Farewell. Bye.